you don't know, we have 66,000 people in that Facebook group. Uh, Holy cow. It is, to my knowledge, the largest moderated group in town and the region that, that detailed. 66,000. 66,000, right? We have uh, an cow. average of 8,000 daily engagements in there. Some days we're peaking at 11,000. Uh, wow, that's about, crazy. How long have you been doing it? Uh, well, been involved in, with moderating and building Facebook groups for a decade. Welcome to Agent Success Podcast. If you're a real estate agent looking to succeed in today's crazy market, well, you're in the right place. Each week, we talk with successful real estate agents willing to share their expert insights, trade secrets, and mindset that help them to succeed. There's no fluff, just straight to the point content that prioritizes one thing above all, your success. So without further ado, let's cut to the chase. You are live again with another episode of Cut to the Chase with Tim Chase, where we explore all things real estate and what it takes to succeed in today's real estate market. I have with me one of my friends I've known for several years here, Mr. Rob Thompson. How are you, Rob? Great, Tim. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, tell everybody, who are you? Where do you work? Uh, Who is Rob? All right. I'm Rob Thompson. I'm a dad to two beautiful little uh, young ladies now. They're 12 and 13. Oh, wow. I'm a real estate agent with the agency uh, here in Colorado Springs. I've been an agent here uh, for a decade in Colorado Springs, retired military, Mm -hmm. and I'm the owner and admin of the 411 for the 719 Facebook group as well, elite admin, as well as uh, the Colorado Springs Housing Facebook group, formerly known as Colorado Springs Rentals. Okay. All right. You you got a few things going on. Just a few. Just a few. Now, you mentioned you got got two daughters, right? Uh, One's a teenager, one's almost a teenager. Yes, sir. So I have a daughter that's not quite a teenager. I don't know how I feel about this moving to a teenager. Has that been an odd for you? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you know uh, my, the flow chart and the algorithm for uh, for, me, for for to date has been uh, yeah. until recently has been uh, you know, are they fed? Are they do they get enough sleep? Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they make some are, bad jokes? Are, are they and, safe uh, and do they brush right their teeth? Oh, yeah, yeah. there's a whole another level of uh, nuance. Yeah, uh, that you know. So I'm just like, uh, is there anything I can do right now? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I'll just be over here if you need me. Yes, and, I will uh, be in the other room. I love and, you and. Yeah. I'm yes. here for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you believe me. I'm not sure though. Yeah. I hope you believe and, me. Uh, you know, <laughs> are you married, wife, Rob? I am. My wife, Jennifer. Okay. Yeah, How long have you been married? 17 years. Oh, so you're not new to the game. Nope. 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 Uh, you've been married longer than you've been in real estate. So if you're good at real estate, it'd be an excellent marriage, right? I would think so. Because yeah, the game, be the game of real estate changes. The game of marriage changes, right? It, it does. You know, uh, although, you know, I'll just say, uh, from the marriage perspective, there's a, uh, you, you can be perfectly right and still be wrong. <laughs> so in real estate, you can always fall back to the real estate manual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, hold on a second. There's no, there, there there's, I, I can't find this honey. No, where no, you know, subsection rule, three does rule. not state that I'm wrong in not knowing what I want for dinner. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. But rule number one is always you're wrong. So yes. Uh, well, so it works out good. It sounds like you know the rules of the game, Rob. Well, uh, also military, you know, I always, always tell folks, my airmen in the military, for example, I'd say you can be absolutely right. Yeah. hundred percent right. If the commander says you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, but this is the, facts no no, no. Yeah, that's, says you're wrong, that's you're wrong. cool he said you're wrong so that's i get that. it and yeah. you're not wrong but you're wrong how long were you in the air force uh, 20 years 20 years Ooh. and seven days 20 <laughs> not that you were counting no no, no, no. <laughs> uh where was your favorite station aviano italy uh followed by colorado springs right. but that was that was a fast answer so you've, you've thought about that oh yeah it was yeah. A, i mean it's amazing italy is like Colorado Springs, actually, Aviano. It sits against the base of the Dolomite Mountains, and uh, yeah. has a lot of similarities. Weather patterns are similar. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but both are amazing places. Did you learn to speak Italian there? I did. I was pretty fluent after seven years. It's been, uh, 
18 years since I left, but, uh, okay. but do, you, uh, do you have any, uh, any connections with people locally where you can practice speaking Italian or is it just kind of faded away? It's kind of faded away, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not a lot of the connections there. So have you ever been back? Uh, once near uh, once, uh, but, uh, it was for TDY for the military and yeah, okay. a couple day air show. Okay. Yeah. So and your wife haven't gone back and. No, we, we talk about it, but uh, it's also one of those rose-colored glasses thing. You know, uh, yeah. when you're there, you're command-sponsored, and uh, mm-hmm. you have access to all the amenities and everything like oh, that. Oh, sure, so, yeah. you know, uh, having traveled since I retired, too, it's a different ball game. So. It's, yeah, a different experience, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, hey, let's jump into a couple of things about what okay. you what you do. Tell us what this 411 for 719. What, what, what is that? Cause it's a whole lot of numbers yeah. and only three letters. It's no, a, that's right. That's six letters. Yes. That's true. Well, that's uh, just equal, actually. Yeah, letters and numbers. Okay. Oh, ooh, I hadn't thought about that. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the 411 for the 719 is a community Facebook group, uh, All Things 719. You can get in there. You can ask questions from what, what about the potholes to uh, the weather to road conditions to... Almost like a next door kind of app. Is that kind of similar? It is, but a Facebook group. And, and okay. so, you know, we have, uh, if you don't know, we have 66,000 people in that Facebook group. Uh, Holy cow. It is, to my knowledge, the largest moderated group in town and the region that the detailed. 66,000. 66,000, right? We have uh, an cow. average of 8,000 daily engagements in there. Some days we're peaking at 11,000. Uh, wow, that's about, crazy. How long have you been doing it? Uh, well, been involved in, with moderating and building Facebook groups for a decade. Yeah, okay. Um, that one in uh, particular, about four years, four or five years. Uh, that's huge. And, so, and then I have another housing group, Colorado Springs Housing, that's got the uh, 26,000 people in it where we have a discussion centered around housing. Around housing. So let, let's let's look at 411 for 719. Mm-hmm. What, what, like, what is the goal of it? Like, what are you trying to do and what, what does it do? Oh, it's, it's, it's all things community. Uh, from a community perspective, I want it to be a place where, and it is a place where people can go and ask any question relevant to the community and get a get a trusted answer. Uh, we have professional guidelines for, for engagement in there, so we keep it, we call, call them guardrails. You know, there's mm-hmm. no ad hominem attacks allowed, nothing of that nature. Um, it's also permission-based. Uh, we, we insist that the people uh, ask permission for before they're, before uh, people are able to p- private message people or DM people. So, so if you have two people, you and I are both in that group, and you post about the potholes, and I send you a private message saying, hey, I'm going to go fill these in myself. I can't do that. Instead, it's like, hey, can I send you, yeah, a, can yeah, I send you a private you, message? Can I send you my private message? Okay, for that. interesting. Um, we also, I'm turning it in, it's turned into, we have a small business roster at the 411 for the 719.com. Okay. Where uh, businesses can register. So it's a registry of businesses. How do you, how do you keep a group of 66,000 people organized? So <laughs> you don't. Say, right? Well, uh, yeah. you don't. Right? Unless you're the government, you collect taxes right. and hope for the Fair best. Yeah. <laughs> so I've created this small business roster. And uh, and so trying to, to help uh, mm-hmm. bring some guidance and structure and help businesses stand out in there. So what I've been saying is it's a community and business amplified. Okay. That's, uh, that's Interesting. So is this more, you say community and business, is this more beneficial for the individual user or more beneficial for somebody trying to get business? Yes. I think it's, it's both. Okay. Um, we have a good mix, probably 60, 40 most days, 40, 60 the other days okay. uh, but, uh, of questions being asked from a business perspective and questions being asked from a community perspective. So, yeah, Can you give me an example of what you mean by questions asked for a business? Like, the, like they're seeking a new barber as an example, right. or they, they're, they're looking know. for a juice bar or something like that. Those are community questions that get asked, and then okay. uh, the crowd, uh, the, the group answers the questions, and then vendors, businesses will jump in and say, hey, check out my business, uh, Jamba Juice on Woodman. Okay, uh, and, yeah. Uh, and so I've unfortunately been there like a hundred times. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so yeah, it, good mix of questions. Uh, and then, you know, we, 
we're working on some initiatives too uh, to bring in some more organized community elements. Uh, okay. Uh, who can who can speak with authority on some, okay. on some certain subjects? Okay, well that would be good. Yeah. yeah so I, what kind of a, you mentioned engagement? Is it uh, do a lot of people get responses on there? Because I know a lot of Facebook pages you go on, you post something, you, all you hear is crickets. No, it, it's engaging. Um, I okay, mean, it's engaging. Almost every post gets uh, gets some kind of engagement, and then. Uh, some, some posts get hundreds of comments, and yeah. so we have to slow those comments down sometimes. Or uh, yeah, pretty soon you can't read it; there's just too much. It's, it's like it's like it's like when Elon posts on Twitter and you got 1,300 responses. You're like, man, I can't I can't read through this. Yeah, right. And so we're actually working. The, the roster is actually an initiative too to to help tailor some of those responses and say, hey, uh, okay, let's let's bring an organized approach for this because we don't want people to be afraid to post to the group. Sure. Have you thought about other platforms? Like like I just mentioned, Twitter. So have Twitter. Spaces, is spaces, that is spaces? One. post yeah. is another one. I, I have uh, I've thought about that. Does that accomplish the same thing, or is Facebook really the the premium place to do that kind of thing? I think currently Facebook is, is the premium place to do that kind of thing. I've, I've, that's a good question. It's a really good question. Uh, I don't know that the other platforms are conducive okay. to hold discussions like that. Like you just mentioned, sure. a, a tweet storm. How are you going? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. You can't filter through those, those yep. tweets. And um, I don't know on Spaces if you can set your own guidelines or if it's more. Um, please be nice. I guess you I mean, can you kick people out of spaces. I, I don't. I don't know how that works. I'm not sure yeah. either. Uh, but yeah. I know on Facebook you can you can do that. Yeah, you can say, hey, look, this guy's being aggressive, and I want to boot him out of here. And, yeah. and so that's we. That's what we do. Yeah, we we Does that ever get uncomfortable booting people? It does. Uh, it does. Uh, <laughs> I've, seriously, I've had death threats. Actually, I had to call the police to my house one day. Uh, somebody uh, for for getting kicked out of the group. Yeah, they they were started calling people names. True story. And uh, yeah. and I removed them like I do. And uh, a couple maybe twenty minutes later, I started getting messages from people I was connected to on Facebook yeah. saying, "Hey, this guy is messaging." Uh, me saying he's coming to your house and they forwarded me the message and he looked me up on the assessor's webpage and uh, oh my had gosh. my address and said and told this person tell him I don't know why he didn't send it to me but uh, he said <laughs> I'm coming to his house in 27 minutes and I yeah. I was 38 minutes away so I called the local police department yeah, yeah. and uh, asked him if they could send a car and yeah, told yeah. him what was going on and handed it off to them it never showed yeah well I would assume they wouldn't show but still at the same time uh, um, I, I mean, I guess I would just tell that guy. I mean, if if this group means that much to you, first off, I'm flattered. <laughs> you know, Second, like honor so, the rules. Yeah. yeah secondly, yeah. live live by the rules. I understand yeah. we all have bad days. Um, so, but 99 percent of the time is good though. But we it's good. Had, yeah. We, there are some moments where people get pretty heated, and then I'll just say, look, here's the guidelines. Yeah. You know, and, and, do you have do you have a more more common use for that? Um, meaning, um, a question that's most commonly asked, or a direction that's most commonly asked for good question uh so i recently I, i'm a data analytics guy too and i, yes, I took yeah. a, one of the questions that we ask people when they join is what are you here for uh, yeah and uh the top three responses are community hiking and information so interesting information. so that in those three it's interesting the hiking so specific uh, that blew me away too yeah I was like uh, interesting that, that was a so one i'm looking to find some hiking experts who might like to blog uh, yeah and, yeah. Uh, and, and become subject matter experts in this town them. i bet you could find quite a few I just yeah which good yeah so. Huh. That, that is very interesting. So, um, building this kind of this kind of thing, the four hundred one for seven one nine, it's a massive benefit to the community, right? Um, it would almost feel like governments should be involved, n- not regulatory. Don't get me wrong here, but almost be involved. Meaning, like if I'm if you're going to have a group with sixty six thousand people on there, and I am the city of Colorado Springs, I should go on there and say take a poll. Hey, what do you guys think about this? Hey, we're going to have a community meeting at this time and, and be able to, it seems like it's hard to get 
public and governmental information. It seems like that would be a very good platform. That's one of the options we're exploring. Um, okay. One of the things I'd like to explore with that, and I invite anybody who hears this podcast that's in that position that would like to do that and come on in. Uh, we will, to the best of our ability, ensure mm-hmm. an impartial, fair platform. We do moderate the comments to the extent of hostility. If uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know no, no name calling, no, no trolling, no, no misogyny, racism, homophobia, anything of that nature, will get you removed from the group. Otherwise, so uh, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. And okay. uh, otherwise, I tell uh, the mods uh, that uh, dissent is not a removable offense. Uh, respectfully expressed. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Oh, yeah. It's it's <laughs> so we don't get along. We don't agree. Right. As, as long as we can agree to disagree, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's it's okay. Right. It's okay that we think differently on this topic, right? It is. And and so okay. yeah, when, uh, I would hope that we can structure get some of that kind of the structured engagement you're talking about community involvement like that. Is this is this? Would you find because you do real estate, right? right? And you're a retired military. Do you find um, this kind of online activity? Um, what you do to relax or is it more work or is it, it's, you know, some people garden as an example, right? They'll go out and they'll, it's like you're picking weeds and you're watering and it seems like work, but it's really, it's, it's a mental unwind, right? It, it, that's a good question. Uh, no one's ever asked me like that before. Uh, for me, it's, it's a passion. It is, it, it is, yeah. it is a form of relaxation. It can, it can get stressful and mm-hmm. like, yeah, fast paced sometimes, but, uh, but I, I like to build community and connect yeah. connections. And so it is fun for me too. And yeah, uh, and it's a good question. I would say it is an unwinding, even though if you were seeing me, see me doing it and I got all You're like, man, this, guy, this guy's going crazy. But, yeah. But it is a form of a flow. Yeah. Oh, almost like the matrix state. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's like, yeah. we're going. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. And I, I build resources. I'm a programmer too. So I yeah. build some resources to connect people and to, to yeah. connect them to the right place. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. Now, what is the other one you have? You have a housing. I do. What uh, is that? Uh, that one is uh, focused on housing. On on we post a lot of real estate. Statistics. What's it called again? Uh, Colorado Springs Housing. Okay. It was, uh, okay. Most people might know it as Colorado Springs Rentals, but the conversation has expanded beyond rentals. Beyond rentals. Okay. Um, and so yeah, it's it's focused on all things housing. And with that, are you getting? Um, are you getting? Now we're we're gonna we're gonna drive this truck just a little bit differently and start talking about real estate. Are you finding that that is a good source for you to help build your business? Or is it more of a, you try not to take people from there? Does that make sense? Is it like an ethics thing you try not to, or does it help you build your business? So we meet people at their stated level of need. uh, So somebody comes in and asks a question. If, If they say, hey, I have an agent. Uh, to the extent we can answer the question, we'll answer yeah. the question, right? If uh, there's some questions we can't answer, if you have an agent and you ask me a contractual question, I, I can't answer it, right? Well, it's um, state law, right? Or, or is, a, is it ethics, like a NAR ethics thing, or what is that? I I think it's a, it's probably exceeding, well, it's sign crossing. Okay. Uh, so that oh, gotcha, gotcha. Law, okay. If not, if not yeah. both. Um, but that's just off, off bounds. So yeah. uh, if somebody comes and asks, what I want it to be is, what it is, is people can go in, they can ask the question, and they know they're not going to get... Uh, Bombarded. They're going to get uh, as factual as answer as publicly as we can state. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and uh, it's almost a transparency model. Then it is. Uh, are you familiar with Seth Godin and Lynchpin? No. Okay. Uh, Seth Godin wrote this book called Lynchpin, and he uh, he, he says the same. He says, "Give your art away with no expectation of reciprocation." And, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, and what he means by art is the emotional labor of your profession. Uh, so, uh, my experience in real estate has been uh, a lot of people are afraid to answer questions because they don't want to give you. Your, the business away, right? If you ask a question about the buying process or the selling process, um, sure, I, you know, I'd be happy to answer your question if you sign here, making me your agent for the next year, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, let's do this, right? Instead, I, I kind of flip the script and uh, uh, here's the, here's every answer to the question you could possibly ask. Yeah. and I'm here if you need me. I'd love to help you if you're if you if there you want you help. Yep, and that's so that's what we try to do. 
Interesting. In there, and I would take the same approach for four one one. That's a completely different approach from most that's, real that's, most real estate agents, right? Yeah. Most real estate agents are sign here, and let's let's you know as soon as you sign, I can answer questions. I can show you a house. As I, I can't really help you until then. I can answer basic questions, but I want to give you answers that you're going to take somewhere else. There is that fear. Now yeah. there is some validity to the fear in terms of uh, you know Dora the, says that uh, we we need to put some disclosures in front of people at the near at the first available opportunity before we get into specifics of your finances and things like that. Okay. Um, so there is some some there's a reality behind that guardedness. But, gotcha. But specific to the process and things like that, I'm all for not gatekeeping the information. Gotcha. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, um, we have a saying in our office that transparency breeds accountability. Accountability breed success. I like that. So if you're transparent, then, you know, you can be transparent in how you operate your business. You can be transparent in um, how you get paid. And see, that's a scary one for most, most loan officers, most real estate. How do you, well, geez, Rob, why are you making $12,000? Well, if I'm going to be truly transparent, you got to understand I'm not making $12,000. No, That'd be freaking awesome if I made $12,000. I'm, yeah. I'm paying my broker. I've paid, you know, $1,500 and this, that, and the other just to get to here. Right. And I'm paying this, I'm paying, you know, by the time it's all broken down, maybe I make seven, six, $7,000 and um, it's well-earned. At, at that point, but they have to understand that that's the well, and it's a long full trans. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly. It's, my mind, I had to show that person three months worth of houses. Yeah, know? well, yeah. <laughs> if you if you really, I've, I've I've looked at that like how how many hours do you actually spend, and what is your hourly earning? Yeah, on I, that? I do the same kind of math to say, yeah. hey, is this you know? Yeah, well, and it, it, like how many hours of searching did I do? How many hours of contract review did I do? How many times did I have to go to my managing broker, and then we had to go to the legal hotline to get this or that? And it, and by the time, if you were a lawyer at two hundred fifty dollars an hour, and you actually time blocked in fifteen minute increments of what you 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 would probably be considerably over that <laughs> you know that seven thousand yeah, dollars that you'd make because you spend a lot of time. Yep, and, and then the systems too. From from my perspective, you know, I, I spend a lot of unaccounted for time yeah. building these systems and providing these platforms, and so yep, and, you know. be able to deliver that that uh, success to them. So you do get some from just a pure um, from a pure business standpoint. You can help. This can help to build your um, your real estate business. It it's is, but uh, in, in a very respectful manner. You obviously have to obey the laws and the ethics and the, all the other all the other things you have to you know abide by. Um, I was hoping that you did. Um, I know that you are, as long as I've known you, you've been, hey, here's the data. Hey, here's how you can do this. Hey, look, and uh, in this industry, that's rare. And I think, here's why I think it's rare. I think it's rare because everybody thinks they have some sort of secret, right? And in when I first got my real estate license, uh, I don't know, I practiced real estate for like a year in like 2000, right? And then I was like, I'm a way better loan officer. <laughs> I don't think the public wants me to be in a real estate agent. That's fine. But when I did that, I was like, I couldn't get information from people. You know, I was like, what are you doing to succeed? Oh, you just got to, you know, uh, start an A in the phone book, start calling. You're just like, man. Tell me the real. Tell me what's real, man. Yeah. Come, you know what I mean? It's I mean, that's a method, right? Yeah, uh, but think about this: if if I tell, if I'm open about it, first off, that means I'm comfortable and confident in what I what I got and what I'm doing. But secondly, um, the likelihood of you having the stick stick with itness, if that's a real word, is pretty slim to copy whatever I'm doing, right? So you're telling people, hey, we do. I got this house. I think maybe somebody in Denver makes it. Well, maybe Pueblo wants to make one. Whatever the likelihood of somebody actually doing that and reaching out to say, Hey Rob, I made one down in Walsenburg. How do I do this? Or I made one in, in Albuquerque. How do I do that? 
knowing you, you're going to share your information. You could be like, yeah, I'd love to help you out. The likelihood of somebody actually sticking with that in our industry, I think, is slim. And that, that's what I think we need to understand is it's not scary to share. No, no, no. Right? Come, no. And it's building the tribe. Seth Godin also talks about building a tribe, a tribe of, of people who trust you. And, uh, yeah. and, and you earn that trust and you reciprocate the trust. Yeah, yeah I do. I spend a, probably two hours, two to three hours a week. People will call and ask questions about this methodology. Um, and it, it's, there's a book called uh, Ignore Everybody. And, uh, and the author, he does... Uh, you're art. making me write down all these right. books. Uh, <laughs> so he does art. It's a uh, it's funny art. He's witty. He's a witty guy. Yeah. Uh, but the art itself is is stick figure kind of art, right? And okay. so uh, he mentors young artists. And in the book, somebody asked him. He really is an anecdote where somebody asked him, "Hey, aren't you afraid that somebody's going to copy you?" And he says, uh, "No, I'm not. Actually, they'd have to be. They'd have to work harder and longer uh, and be more committed than I am." There's very and, few uh, people out there. Right. And yeah. uh, and then my follow on to that is if I meet that person when I meet that, and I have met a couple. Yeah. Uh, uh, an agent or two who, who, who had that, that work ethic and would do it. And, and then you have to ask yourself, okay, what if they do that? Then what? And so the, the, the one time I can recall it happened, I shook the man's hand, said, Hey, congratulations. You're faster than me. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and so, I, I so how'd you handle it? it? You handle it with, you handle it with grace and you handle yeah, it right. with, 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 uh, you know, well, I mean, he's out working me and he's out working me. So, uh, there's, and that's just a fact. Right? That's, so that's, that's one in a million there though. Uh, well, thanks. There's a, there's also another thing called the OODA loop, uh, by Colonel John Boyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's passed away, but, um, there's a mental model called OODA. It's observe, orient, decide, act. And it's a systematic thought process where, <clears throat> uh, it's an iterative process to you. You, you observe your market. So you and I, we wake up in the mornings. We probably have alerts set for the current interest rates, current, uh, my own statistics models. I, I when I open up my computer, certain tabs open and it shows me exactly what go. I want to see. So you're observing yeah. your marketplace, right? You are then orienting to it. You're okay. This is what I need to do today. Oh, I'm adjusting my mental model to to this is this is what my messaging needs to be today you know yeah. relevant you know it's if rates are going up uh, i shouldn't you know say you know uh, it's a great time to refi that's <laughs> right? so then you make yeah. a decision and then you act and yeah. then you 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 go back and you you iterate through this process is this working is this the right message is this the right am i doing right yeah and uh and so that's that's the model i operate well t- tell me the tell me the letters again o-o-d-a oscar oscar delta alpha. d-a yep uda stands for observe, orient, decide, act, and it's a mental model. And so I'm big on mental models, and they're just checklist frameworks for thought, right? And uh, and so that's what I use for, for my groups. And my, my approach is I'm, I'm just stepping through the OODA loops. That's interesting. Yeah, I like, I like that. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, let's talk about real estate um, with that kind of thing. If you... If you could, and we're, I want to love to dive, in, dive into some of your stats here in just a second, okay? But if you could um, take a new age, you've been doing this 10 years, you, yes, you have you have a good background. If you could take a brand new agent, what would you tell them the number one thing that they ought to be doing is? Add value. And I know okay. that's, that sounds cliche, but um, add value. Okay. Uh, add value in every interaction. Uh, don't just put out there, you know, uh, hey, I'm the best agent since sliced bread. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, it's uh, it's add value. It's somebody asks a question, answer the question with value, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then do it again, okay. do it again, and then be consistent. You talked a minute ago about about the work ethic. It's 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 okay. What are my minimum mandatory practices to establish a baseline for success in my business, and yeah. then execute, and that's it. And then you execute again, and then you execute again, and uh, and so consistently add value mm-hmm. in every response, and you will build a a trusted following. So let's talk about adding value because. Um, I, I had a very huge misunderstanding of this, um, say 10 years ago. Uh, I probably still do quite honestly, but <laughs> I'm trying to get better. Um, I, I, I believed that I had to add value, but I didn't 
I didn't, I believe that I was, but I don't, but now I look back, I don't think I was right. Mm -hmm. And I had to, I had to shift my mind a little bit. And part of that, um, I did video analytics to see what people were actually watching and what were they were tuning out on. So I would get to where I would try to add value to an agent, but it was value that I found valuable, which you perceive to be, be it wasn't really super applicable to them because they weren't at the point where they needed that. Does that make sense? Makes sense. And so I've switched my value adds and and maybe you can touch on this, but I switched my value adds to more, um, almost as a weird way to say it, but global value adds, meaning, um, I'm not calling, I'm not sending out what interest rates are like today's interest rate, 6.375, by number, right? Unless you're looking for a house today and you're looking to lock a loan in the next four or five days, it doesn't matter. It does. Here's what here. And so I've changed my conversation. People say, what are the rates? Well, there's so many possibilities for the rates. Well, your rates are low to mid sixes because it's, it it will be different tomorrow morning, maybe even this afternoon. I I don't know. Right. So I give them a range. Now, if they want to drill down specific, we can, but I let them know by the time you go under contract, when you and Rob go look for a house, I don't know if they'll be up or down, but they will be different. That is the only guarantee I can give you, right? So I used to be very, very specific. Now I changed my I changed my approach to where I try to I try to say how do I add value to you in something you think about more frequently, yeah. as opposed to less frequent less less frequent hyper detail to more frequent bigger detail, a big, less detail, I yeah. guess. So as an example. Um, I, well, you saw an email I sent out the other day that was, uh, you know, we're down 23% in our market, right? And it's funny you responded, well, well there's only a finite number of, <laughs> so that was, that was a, good, a good analytical response. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, uh, the point being is I'm, 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 I've changed my approach in that. And I think that's something that new agents need to do is they need to realize that not every single human needs to know every tiny detail at all, at all times. Instead, if you, if I want to add value to you, right? And value, let's say I want to add value to my sphere on, on Facebook as an example. Um, my value add would be you live in this area and this is what this area, you're a homeowner in this area. Let me tell you what homes in this area are doing. Um, I like to see national statistics, but I don't really care what's happening in Phoenix or Fort Lauderdale. Well, I always say it's irrelevant. The, the, the average price of house in the United States is irrelevant to the average price in it, Colorado. It doesn't which matter. Is irrelevant to the college price in Colorado Springs, which is irrelevant to the price in Monument. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> to this neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So you 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 break that down exactly the way that I think about it. So I think uh, with a lot of new agents, they make that mistake of when we say add value. I say this from my own personal experience. Add value is I didn't understand what value was. So That's it's very point. important to ask people what, what is it, yeah, what what it what is value? I'm going to write that down. Yeah, what is value? And if I, if I can ask you that what is value and and I mean here's an idea. Go take your iPhone, walk downtown and ask 15 people what do you wish you knew about real estate? Or and, and that that's even that's a beautiful yeah. approach. Or even watch Facebook, watch what people are asking. There you and go. And that's and there's your agents, value. You know, answer with you know, if you could, I could tell you the close to the, the close to original list price ratio on a house right now is ninety eight point four percent or so. Yeah. What does that even mean, right? Uh, well, well, unless I knew what it meant, I would have I would have to think of that through because right, I don't know. Right. So, yeah. but uh, what does it mean people, to me? Most people want to know what is earnest money. What does that mean? Do I does it cost me any money to buy a house? Yeah. That's that's and so you can that's go, a fantastic question. It is, and so yeah. Do I do I do I get my earnest money back? There you go. 
And, right. and what is what is earnest money? You know, yeah. Is it good faith money? What does that mean? I've had folks, uh, it's a comical one, but uh, somebody thought I paid their earnest money as an agent once. And I was like, yeah. no, no, that's not how this yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, 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 it is interesting though. Like um, if you want to truly add value, there's a lot of, there's a lot of easy ways to do that. And one way is as a real estate agent is, I mean, look at social media, look at, look at, um, your phone has one of the most amazing cameras ever made in history and you have it just on your phone in your pocket. And it's, yep. I mean, it, it's spectacular how, how good it is, right? If you take that and you do a 30 second Q and a, um, once a day, once a week, whatever, and you pop it up and you say, what's earnest money? I'm going to tell you in the next 30 seconds. Boom. Give me a call if you have any questions. What's the difference between appraisal and inspection? And I'm going to tell you in the next 60 seconds. It costs you nothing. So isn't it mind-boggling that social media is completely free? I mean, I know they make they make ad money. It is. And it's, 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 it's shocking. It's, it's adding value. It's meeting people at their stated level of need, at their communication level. Mm. And then and map and then to a new agent, I would say, map that out. What does that look like? You come up with a system where I'm going to talk about, you know, you can talk about uh, Econ 301 topics on Thursdays. But yeah. Talk about, but also talk in Thursday morning, talk about Econ 101 topics. Yeah, yeah. And uh, have a plan. Uh, listen to what people are saying and uh, yeah. and asking. And, and don't, also, I would tell, tell new agents, um, Avoid commission breath. Don't uh, <laughs> the commission it's, it's, breath. Don't uh, don't, cl- don't 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 hard close people. You know, yeah, they, people know when they're being sold. Uh, mm-hmm. Add value. Answer their question. Just j- don't don't try to convince them to buy. A home well, you look at it and you're like, if or sell them. if you are if if I feel pushed in the slightest, um, it's that whole thing where you put both hands up, you push as hard as you can on the right with the left, and pretty soon you're just staying it because you instantly get fight back, right? You're instantly pushing back. Like, yeah. as opposed to, huh, you know, no, it's like, you know, we fight back. And if I, if you know, if you get the slightest hint that I'm over here trying to sell you, I don't have your best interest in mind. You're going to say, hold on. He has a motive, right? He has something. He's an ax to grind. He's got, he's got something going on here. Um, and I mean, I, I hate to bring up politics, but I see that all over there. You can sniff out an agenda so fast, I stop reading an article or listening to a news thing or watching it as soon as they clearly expose their agenda. It's just like, okay, whatever. Like now I know your agenda, right? Your agenda wasn't to inform me. Your agenda was to, to sell me. Was to sell me on whatever your belief system is, right? Right. right? And if you're my real estate agent and I believe that you are looking out for the best interest of me and my family, whatever that is. I, Rob, I, I can't think of a better agent I would want, right? Well, but sure. the second that you say to me, uh, hey, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm only going to get paid this on this. Uh, and I thought we were doing this for my family, right? That, that's, that's, a, that, that's a good, so I'll, random thought here, but uh, related. Uh, when somebody asks you, uh, what's the best, is it, is it a good time to buy a house? Mm-hmm. Uh, best answer I can come up with is it depends. Yeah, it depends on your circumstances and your goals and your. So don't always be a. It's always a great time to buy a house because that's yeah. not, that's categorically not true. I, I've uh, had uh, military members call and say, uh, "Hey, uh, one one sticks out." I got a call one time and they said, "Hey, we heard you're the guy to call to buy a house." I said, "I'm honored, thank you." And yeah. they said, uh, "So you need to know up front, we we have 18 months left on station." 
And I said, oh, I said, well, okay, do you want to be a landlord? And they said, well, no. I said, is that a hard no? Or, you know, or like, yeah, may, maybe, to, yeah. or, you know, or maybe where, where if, if I had to, and they said, no, we've done that. We've walked that path before and we absolutely don't want to buy a house or be a landlord. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, then it's probably not in your best interest to buy a house right now. And they said, uh, why thought you sold Rob, houses? you just walked away from $8,000. What are you doing? Uh, but I said, you know, here's the deal. Uh, you need seven to 10% appreciation baseline to it, to break even where break even is defined as not having to bring money to the table. And that's your, that's your, and that's going to be um, what you owe, your funding fee, your real estate fees, all, all the things all that those, go involved with that. All those things, right? And and I said, so you're going to, you, you need that appreciation, and I can't promise you're going to get that in 18 months. And, yeah. Uh, and so you'll either have to rent your house out or you'll have to sell for a loss. And they said, well, we'll call somebody who wants to sell us a house. I said, well, you, you mistake me. I'd like to sell you a house, but uh, I, I want you to be prepared and informed. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want you to be upset at me in 18 months. Yeah. Uh, I will sell you this house, but then you need they, to know. Then they, they hung up on me. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah wow. That's so, uh, okay. You know, uh, but I'd rather that happen every day of the week than to than to sell a house to somebody who I put in a bad position. So you that's interesting. Know, yeah. I bought a house in 2006. Uh, and I, I did too in 2006. Back, okay, I came back from Italy station. I had stars in my What eyes, month? Uh, October. Uh, I think we, we went under contract in October, closed in December. Okay. My, I closed October 31st, 2006. Okay. And so, yeah. yeah, so, you know, so I had this, this vision of building a real estate empire, the American yep. dream, right? Yeah, yeah. It was gone for eight years, came back and I'd heard about this bubble thing on the, on the, and I asked yep. my agent, I said, Hey man, uh, what about this bubble? And he said, uh, you'll be fine. Uh, we're selling houses like hotcakes. You'll be fine. Yeah, Cause and you're I'll, in a bubble. Right. Well, I'll preface this by saying <laughs> yeah. I take full responsibility for what yes. happened. Right? Well, well uh, you're, you're one of, you're one of 10. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I said, okay, sounds good. And, 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 uh, then I asked the lender, I said, Hey, oh, what about this bubble thing? In retrospect, the fact that I felt the need to ask the question twice should have, should have sent a flag. But, yeah. Um, and they said, oh, if it pops, we'll refi you. I said, well, that sounds good to me, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so bought a house six months later, <sighs> yep. Armageddon, right? Yep. Uh, as that fell th started to unfold, um, it, it, I started looking at the numbers and saying, okay, I'm eventually going to PCS here. Uh, and I know this is not my permanent duty station, Las Vegas, Nevada, Nellis. And uh, said, uh, you know, what, what am I going to do? I ran the math, and, and homes were selling on my street for, for 800 uh, monthly. The, the They were going and selling for $800 a $1,000 a month, uh, less payment. You know, that's how Vegas yeah. had a, the most per capita loss in uh in in america what uh, year was that 2008 ish wow uh, and so 2007 2008 so i looked for ahead i said okay i, I can't carry that this house at a thousand dollar a month loss if, yeah. if i even can rent it out right yeah my neighbor's house had a pool granite countertops an extra bedroom and his his house that he'd bought for 350 which seems cheap now but, back, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he ended up selling for like 170 oh and my so gosh I was like oh, i'm in trouble and so yeah I went back to the agent and said, hey, man, what now? And he said, uh, beats the heck out of me. And uh, something about his body language, I, I remember asking him, hey, you, did, remember I asked you about this bubble thing? And he said, yeah, what would you expect me to say? I had a family to feed. And I said, oh, okay. I said, you and I are never going to talk again. Wow. Thanks, the, buddy. Yeah. Went yeah. back to the lender, asked the lender, hey, what now? And they laughed, literally laughed and said, ha, 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 we're no longer in the refi business. And I said, okay. I don't know what that means exactly, but okay. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Right? And yeah. so I went to the, not knocking the Air Force here, but I went to the Family Support Center and said, hey, uh, you know, I'm in this financial bind. What? What yeah, yeah. And they said, pay your darn mortgage. And I said, I understand. <laughs> However, the math, you know. And yeah. So then I started looking around, found about this thing called a short sale, found out uh, an agent who said they, they were expert in short sales. Long story short, they were not. They were just trying to convince me and just sign whatever paper. They were they were an expert because they took a title yeah, class on short sales. But they yeah. they when it came time to like the pay for the paperwork when the I was looking for a full release of the the liability from the lien. Sure, yeah. Uh, they were like, oh, it says liability from the collateral. You're fine. I was like, that's not that's not fine. That's not what that says, right? Yeah. So I got a quick crash course education in real estate, 
And it, what happened was one day uh, I was in my hangar in, at Nellis, and I was talking to one airman who was in a similar per, per position. Yeah. And then it became two. And then before I knew, there's 14 people standing around. And, uh, and, and everybody's we, in the same position. And, we were, and it ended up being at least 26 of us in the squadron of 120 were in that position. Um, but wow. at, at that moment, there was 14 of us standing around having this impromptu town meeting. And a little light bulb went off in my head. And I, I, I was like, I, I could get a license, and I could be the guy that, that tells people, Straight, as yeah, straight yeah. As I, could, I could be. I could actually yeah. tell you real information. Like, are you a short sale expert? No, but I'm happy to try to help you. Right. Well, you know, and, and, and to tell people, you know, here, here's the math. Here's the math on buying this house. And yeah. You know, it's it's a wonderful idea to build a, prop, a portfolio of properties, but you got to be strategic about it. You got to you got to plan. Okay. If I if orders drop in a year, yeah. can I rent this house out yep. for for what I need to to cover the loss? If I get sent overseas yeah. or or whatever. Am I prepared? Am I prepared? Uh, yeah, am I, am I, is this house cash flow as a rental? Yeah. Baseline question. Yeah. And, and you should ask it in every uh, every transaction. Uh, yeah. don't, don't ever only have one plan, and that plan being I'm going to sell for a profit. That's a, that's interesting. I remember, um, well, I remember lots of stories, but a lot of people getting into, just generically getting into real estate, um, solely relying on monthly appreciation um, during bubble time. Yep. Like, oh, no, I'm going to make this. I'm going to sell it next year. Uh, you can't rely on that. Can you rent it for what it what you need now? Can, like you say, yep. can it cash flow? Uh, what happens if a water heater goes out? Am I prepared for these items? Right. And, and that's going to happen. Yeah. And so you got to be prepared. you got to have the cash flow. you got to have the reserves. Yeah, funny thing about being a homeowner, I've come to find out over the last 15 years or 17 years, how long I've been in house, is uh, – it, it, man, there's always something. There is always I something. Rental up and divide three days yeah. after. They're like, hey, by the way, the ceiling's leaking. Oh my god. Oh okay. wow, <laughs> great. Okay, so yeah. drywall, paint, roofer. Yep. Yeah, and and, and and I'm sure they were happy to pay for it, right? Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> hey, I want to jump into some stats real quick. Okay, because okay? I know I know you look at real estate statistics. What do you find? Um, well, I guess two two levels. Of this question is. Where do you find your stats? Do you compile them to yourself, or are you pulling them from RE Colorado, from PPAR, something like that? Or are you, are you um, building this all yourself, and what are you finding the most valuable? So that's two parts. Let's answer the first part first okay. is, where, like, where are you finding the stats that are you're finding to value in? So I pull them directly from PPAR. I am a vendor for, for PPAR, okay. so I have access to the raw data feed. Okay, um, like a Reds feed? Reds feed, exactly. Okay. And then so I take that Reds feed in, and I'm also a programmer, a Python and Java programmer. So mm-hmm. I've, I've built my own analytics dashboards that pull in and parse that information. Okay, nice. And so where does that Reds feed feed that to? Reds feed feeds to my, well, a couple. I have a couple different platforms. I've built RE6 Lab, uh, Ready Data, uh, grokthemarket.com, mm-hmm. uh, and into my own local machines where mm-hmm. I have scripts that I've set up to, to, to generate uh these these dashboards. Okay, cool. And, and I appreciate you being open about this. Yeah. Uh, in your dashboards, are you um, are you publishing these uh, or in the in the stats? Are you publishing these free all over the place? Or are you yep. you're yep. just throwing them out there? I am. Uh, well, give me an idea of a couple of stats that you're okay. throwing out there. Okay. So, for example, uh, the closed original list price ratio that we mentioned earlier is ninety eight point four five percent. The closed you'll often see if you go right now on social media and start looking at what our house is closing at, you're going to see people quoting ninety nine to one hundred percent. Yep. Uh, that is slightly misleading. Not, I don't think they were doing it on purpose. I know they're not doing it on purpose. But yeah. That's the information they're getting, right? But that only reflects the 
it doesn't reflect price drops. Uh, that reflects the closed price at the time. Not the original sales. Not the original the list, list price. price. Right. So that that's the list price at the time of closing. What you need to know is that the original list hmm. price to close the list price ratio is actually 1.3% lower. So, mm. uh, so you're losing 1.3 just to get under contract. Boom. That's it. And then right now also the uh, close to, let me see here. Closed for the month to date, the closed the under contract homes, right? They are under contract at an average of two point seven percent below their original list price, which means we have a one percent drop on the horizon. Uh, home prices are projected in the next couple. Interesting. Months. Yep. Wow. Uh, so it's the extrapolation of that. It's 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 uh, as near real time yeah. forecasting as I can make it. Gotcha. Uh, stuff like uh, uh, where 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 would you stand next uh, relative to last year? So right now we're selling thirty three point zero four percent less homes than we did last year at this time. And apples okay. To apples. Okay. So that's that's interesting. So um, I just the thing I had sent out was we are twenty three percent from two thousand nineteen. From two thousand nineteen. Okay. Two thousand nineteen, yep. and you and we're thirty three percent compared to last year. year. Last year. Yep. And so last year, see, last year, this month, last year was is odd to me. Because we are coming out of like, like a just I mean everybody possible doing loans of course or doing doing right. real estate, and then all of a sudden Fed hikes the rates by a point and a half, and then thirty days later nobody's buying houses, and right? Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 it reflected right there. That's May boom, yep. Uh, just fell off the cliff. Yep. Just bam. Yeah. Is, isn't that that is bananas oh, no, sorry, to me? May. So yeah, May to July, uh, and the volume of sales fell. So so we're saying we were already in this. Yeah, we were in the the beginning of the downturn in volume of sales. Yeah, and and so now we're down thirty three percent from that point. So that that's right, that that is very interesting. And so you're taking all this data, you're putting it together, and tell us the websites again where you're putting these. Uh, so grokthemarket.com is Grok. the most easy. Uh, yep, G-R-O-K, the market. And what does Grok stand for? Uh, it's a play on, well, it's, it's a borrowed from St- uh, Robert Heinlein in Stranger in a Strange Land. And to okay. grok something means to deeply, uh, uh-huh. intuitively understand something. Oh, interesting. So, I like that. Wow. Yeah, the, okay. the, the lead character, Robert Valentine Smith, he, he, he seeks to, long story short, he was he was born on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes to America, uh, United States, and uh, uh, he's retrieved and brought back. And so he's completely alien to our culture. Yeah. And he, he, he struggles throughout the book to really understand humanity. Yeah. And, uh, and wow. to grok them. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, grok the market is where you're going to find most of these, yes. right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Do you, and then do you advertise these on your uh, Facebook pages or anything? Or Yeah, you can go to join Colorado Springs Housing Group to see I post those stats almost daily okay. um, on my Facebook realtor page, mm-hmm. on my own profile, probably one in five posts yeah. is, uh, is uh, about the real estate market. Too. Okay. So um, let, let's make this about about um, a, r- a real estate agent. How important, like if you're a realtor, mm-hmm. you're not you're not Rob. Okay. So you just get the stats that, I don't know, PPR pushes out and you're like, oh, we're here and here and, you know, Empire pushes some out and it, you see that kind of stuff. Yours is far more um a realistic and applicable in my mind. Um, so if they, a real estate agent, there's two questions on this. Number one, could a real estate agent go to your website and pull that stat, those data? Yes. And there would be no limitations to that? Nope. Nope. Uh, just the programmatic limitations of what I've made accessible. If you are listening to this and you're a real estate agent, I don't know why you're not on grokthemarket.com. Grokthemarket.com and re6lab.com. re6lab. What's the difference between the two? Uh, one, uh, you as an agent, you can log into re6lab.com and uh, get branded. Uh, branded content. If ah. you go to grokthemarket.com, it's going to have my name on it. Oh, uh, but, cool. Uh, but uh, if you, you create an account on that website and log in, you get branded content. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Why is nobody doing this? 
I mean, people are doing it, but well, yeah, not as many. So I think uh, part of it is a uh, is you gotta you wanna you gotta want to know the information, and you, yeah, and, and sometimes the information doesn't gel with maybe what people want it to be, you know, uh, mm. and so there might be some some inertia there. In terms <laughs> of, uh, uh, like right now is a good time to buy. Oh crap, it's not. Or you know, yeah. like we're talking about the military member. You know, some, sometimes the data just but the data is objectively true. And so you got to, you got to adjust your OODA loop and your mental model. Yeah. You got to understand that it's, it's not in the best interest of every client to buy every home. And so this, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. Is, that's a little is, jagged um, for a lot of people. It is, um, it, it, it is. So, so let's, let's look at that then. If you're a real estate agent in Colorado Springs and, um, you want to pull up data, um, the, how important is this to building your, to building your business and what data would you tell people? Like if you were to say, Hey, you're an agent, you should be pushing or, or you should go grab these two or three charts. What would be the most important ones? Okay. I would say first, uh, my data is dynamic too. That's what, what's what I want to point out. Okay. Um, the, the, the sources you mentioned are good sources previously, but uh, they are not rear looking. So uh, one thing about the data, like if, if you mm-hmm. go to uh, so a certain website on the second of the month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, agents are still closing out houses. So, yeah. some, so there's going to be some lag there that is not reflected when they pull the Okay, so how long do they have from the time they sell to where MLS requires them? Well, you're supposed to close it out, if I'm not mistaken, within 72 hours. Um, okay, um, so you have a few days. You have a few days, but sometimes I mean, I've, I've done some analysis on, on the data and seen that there's many as, in one case, there's many as 100 homes closed out weeks later. So, And, uh, and, and the MLS isn't... Well, they do send out penalty uh, okay. notifications, but uh, stuff life happens. Yeah, yeah, it sure. Just doesn't get updated, right? So uh, now the deal's closed. I got paid. What I, have? I don't got time for that. So, <laughs> so do know now when you're talking about you know seventeen thousand homes in a year, hundred yeah. homes is not a lot, right? But it but it does move the needle. Uh, sure. So, yeah. So I would say it's important to have hyper local, accurate, hyper accurate data. Um, and just from an advocacy standpoint, you, you want to be telling people the true information, right? So they can make informed decisions. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, for a new agent, you know, one, one, one of my passions here is, is I often hear people say we can't predict the market, right? Okay, and we shouldn't predict the market. Mm-hmm. To an extent, that's true because it, it's impossible to predict the market. Uh, you got human behavior, weather patterns, everything else. But we can give a guided, educated, uh, yeah. hey, this is, this is the seasonal trends. This is, you know, we, we can look at this chart and we can say, okay, you know, if you buy a house right now, um, this is, this is, you need to factor in seven to ten percent. You know, and, and yeah. we, we're coming on a downslope, so it's highly. Or we look at the M two. We can say, okay, the M two is pulling back, meaning house prices are going to keep falling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so if you're if you if you're a new agent and you're trying to convince somebody's got a year left to, to buy a house, mm-hmm. you know, on, in their duty station here, yeah. to use the military. It, it might not be in their best interest to do that unless they can rent it out. So it's important to, from an advocacy point of view. Uh, and I guess I'm kind of rambling, but. Uh, if you're going to claim to be an advocate, be an advocate. You gotta, you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta, you gotta yeah. know the information so you can make an advocacy. Otherwise, you're just, you're just a salesperson. Yeah. And so, so what? I guess if you could pick a few charts, okay. what, what charts would you pick? For it doesn't even yeah. have to be a new agent. Just, just yeah. any agent at all. Uh, when let's say to share on social media as an example, I want to share a chart. What's important? Well, people like to know uh, the. What what are the different loan types? What the volume of the, the you know like for example we see here, 
uh, conventional loans are 43.9% of the market right now. And where now. are you getting this data? So this is from the MLS. Uh, this okay. is parsed from the MLS, right, okay. by the terms of sale. So uh, for the month-to-date closed sales, 43.9% of the conventional And we rely on the listing agent to input this. Correct. That okay. is that, that, that's a good point. The listing agent has to be inputting correct data. Okay. Um, so if you have an FHA buyer, that you need to know that only 10% and they're up against conventional offers. You know, these sure. are the things you can yep. use to advise them, right? Uh, I have another chart that is the status of all the sub areas uh, where I have broken down all the sub areas. Let me see if I can pull it up for your visuals right here. So check this out. This is the sub areas year to date. Uh, and this is a chart of every sub area in town. Their the current count of sales, their close to list price ratio, and the average days on market. So hmm. if you're advising somebody buying a home in Meridian Ranch, uh, you know, and, and, and you're the buyer's yeah. agent, uh, you should know that the close list price ratio is 99.53%. So if you're well, and it lo- look right there. You have, look at security versus Pueblo West. Yep. Uh, let's look at days on market. There you go. That's, that's a huge difference, it right? Is. You got three times, so, three times as much. So if you're going to be a real advocate, you need to know that, okay, homes are moving at 20 days in security. Okay, yeah. 21 days rounded up. Uh, Pueblo West is more competitive. You can make a lower than list price offer in Pueblo West and probably get probably get it because because it's been on the market for 65 days, 65 yeah. days. Yeah. So days on market, price trajectory, things mm. like that, uh, I would say you really need to know and be able to, qu- and if you're a consumer, ask your agent these questions. Uh, hey, do, do you know what the average days on market is? And yeah. don't, you know, ma- make sure that they know if you're going to be, if you're going to claim to be a subject matter expert, you need r- good data. Yeah. So, and, and I'm, man, I, I'm, I'm, the, to me, data and stats, that's, if I can measure it, then I can progress. Right. If, if, if it's, I can't, I almost can't, I don't, I, like I'm shooting blind uh, if I can't measure what's going on. And that's true in anything in business, right? Uh, I'm, yeah. it's like, I'm going to do this and hope it works. Well, that's, that's a lot of marketing, but at the same time, I'm going to do this and hope it works based off of readily available data. When you buy this house, you hope it works. You're going to probably get PCS in three years based off the data in this sub area at this price point. We are projecting this. Of course, there's no guarantees, but this looks to me like it's probably a very good investment for you. Bingo. And that, that and right there is a solid advocate answer. Right. And, and because you've done the you've done the research on it. Okay. okay, let me ask you. So you go to the MLS. Can is, can you not just pull up a sub area and see all the stats you put on here? Do they just not compile the data in that manner? They don't compile the data in that manner. You, you can you can make it do that. Uh, you can yeah. do some custom charts and things like that, um, but it's not as robust as... as gotcha. As, as I can make it. Um, uh, and also, uh, it's more time consuming. So, so yeah. some of the stuff that you have to, to get to this level of uh, articulation of the data, for example, that sub area report, that would take you days of, of exporting data from the MLS, compiling <laughs> the data. Put in uh, Excel sheets. And, and, yeah. But yeah. here I have a programmatic solution that I've built the script already. It parses it with the push of a button. Yep. And so, uh, so yeah. So th- this, w- this is a very uh, important resource for local agents that, should be being used. I think so. If, if you really want to say you're going to be an advocate and you want to, you want to advise people correctly, d- kind of going, not to touch on politics, but you yeah. remember Rumsfeld and no one, no one's right. Yeah. Uh, when I first started this path, there were some industry no ones that I just, I thought. Were, well, there's uh, unknowns and knowns and knowns that are unknown right, exactly, and unknown right. that are knowns and so, known. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, if you'd asked me what the number one selling sub area when I first started was, I would have given you one answer, right? It, that wasn't true. Uh, because because the data didn't reflect that sellers concessions, you know, what are, what are active sellers concessions? What are uh, make informed decisions? If 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 the average for the sub area for sellers concessions is is 
1k and you ask for zero uh, you, you might have gotten like a thousand dollars in concessions or ten thousand or yeah what, so make know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, you take that data and even if, if your client's going to go buy in a certain or even sell in that area and say hey this is what you can expect. this is what you can expect we can expect this to happen most likely hopefully it doesn't but I, we can I, look at that i have another one where you can break down the uh the purchase types so right now you know uh cash is commanding a 2.33 percent discount over the average pricing conventional is less than one percent so is fha va loans are paying 100 percent of list price so interesting those are the things wow yeah that's fantastic that's amazing so you're pulling data um it, it's real time it's dynamic you're able to get real stats right now and be able to um be able to um, inform the market, be able to inform you as a real estate agent can actually inform your clients accurately. Correct. Right. Yep. That's yep. fantastic. Um, well, man, Rob, I, I don't know that I have anything else I want to go over with you. I mean, I actually, let me restate that. I got a lot of stuff I'd like to go over with you, but for the sake of this podcast, I think, uh, I think we've covered a ton of data, man. I really appreciate you being here. Yes, that's that's yeah. fantastic. Uh, anything else you'd like to tell everybody? Uh, we, we touched briefly uh, on the M2. We talked about the M2. Yeah. Uh, one, just one last fascinating stat yeah. that I think is fascinating is uh, people often say interest rates drive pricing, right? Yep. Uh, that's actually not macro level true. Uh, you know, it's a, I think it's a qualitative or a uh, conflating factor where it, it, it sends people make people make decisions on the micro. But uh, if you want to know where the house prices are going in Colorado Springs, follow the M2 money supply. There's an 87 to 91 percent correlation between the uh, price of a house in Colorado Springs and the M2. So when you hear the government talk about pulling back on the, the, the free money to the big, mm-hmm. big banks, uh, that's the M2. That's part of the M2 money. And uh, that what does M2 stand for? Oh, that is a good question. M two, uh, it's, it's just a there's a there's a it's a measurement mechanism for uh, for the that that liquidity liquidity. Okay, so, um, and you put this on your website. It is grokthemarket.com. You can see the the correlation chart for the last twenty six years. So, when that goes up, house prices go up. When that goes down, house prices, prices go, go down. down exactly. um, how long of a lag? I am still working on parsing that that, okay. that uh, to answer that question. Um, it seems to be a couple of weeks, um, uh, but, it, but it that's a really good indica- indicator yeah. then, because then you can look at it and say, okay, we've moved or we're moving this direction. I want you to watch over the next couple of weeks and see if the average prices are going down. Yeah, interesting. Reflected in the chart where they tapered them to here, and then you saw houses overshot for about a month, and then and started, started to come back, back down. Yep. Wow, that is good information. Where where did you decide to do the M two? Ah, I think uh, somebody was talking about it online, and they asked a question about um, what would they wonder what the what the measure there is. And I ran. You're, you're like, well, I can yeah, I can uh, write a program for yeah, that. Yeah. I, I measured the correlation, about fell out of my chair because uh, wow. I'd, I'd been looking for a measure that that, that showed that correlation. Yeah, yeah, that was it. yeah. So. That's interesting. So when the Fed drops the interest rate, when the Fed raises the interest rate, it, how much impact does that have on the actual house price? Negligible. Uh, you're talking about point uh, four seven was the last number I ran, which uh, which is. Some people might interpret it as fifty. As a fifty percent, it's it's not. It's a it's a negligible. Yeah. Uh, and I've I've run some models too where I've tried to forecast pricing, and I've incorporated interest rates in uh, the M two and the number of homes for sale, and they they barely move the needle uh, on home prices. But the M two has a has a outsized impact. It's, That's it's amazing. Great. It is. It is. So I'm still working on exactly how to. It'd be awesome to say with a ninety five percent degree of accuracy, this movement on the M two means will this. impact this. Right? Yeah, when it moves this much, we're going to see a two thousand dollar drop in, in that average. That, that's where price. I'm trying to get to. Uh, that would be pretty pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. but it's it's 
It's a, you got to be in a flow state to get to that point. And yeah, then, yeah. And then the, <laughs> it takes a while to get to that. Yeah. And, then, and then, yeah. That's yeah. Stuff, so. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot for being yeah. here, Rob. Thanks appreciate Thanks, appreciate Thanks, it. And again, sir. that was uh, Rob at the agency, and this is Cut to the Chase. Tune in next week when we talk a little bit more about how you can succeed in real estate. That wraps up another episode of Agent Success Podcast. Remember, you can find new episodes each week at agentsuccesspodcast.com. We hope you found the insights and best practices shared today truly valuable. And if you did, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, your success is a journey of learning and improvement. So let's keep hustling, thriving, and learning. Until next week, this is Tim Chase.